At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast. He's in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Super Bowl week. It's finally here. Super (laughs) excited. Going to be a great week overall. And, uh, Pritch, I'm excited. We got a big college basketball matchup tonight to talk about. Uh, Obviously, we got Kansas and Texas. NHL is coming back. Still got some NBA. We're all starting to finalize our prop cards here, Pritch. So, super exciting in general. But I got to say, Pritch, that that Pro Bowl there, I think you could have been out there. No one would have tackled you. I think you would have had 10 catches for 100 yards in that one. I think you're right. I I absolutely (laughs) think you're right. Um, No, it was incredible. That thing... Uh, was a fiasco when it comes to what you want to watch on the field. But, you look, it's an all-star game. The guys came out to Vegas. Uh, Some had a good time. One did not. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, most most people enjoyed themselves here in Vegas, uh, uh, and and rightly so. I mean, it's a reward for the season, your accomplishments. And uh, whether it was going to Hawaii or whether it was going to Florida, you're going to have a good time and then put on some type of spectacle. Uh, Now, I, I don't know why people think it should be a competitive game like when we watch the NBA all-star game I mean the only debate is how high that score is going to be we're not worried about how physical the game is right but I think when the perception changes and you put on pads and helmets and you see the guys out there you think they're going to mix it up but it's just like any other all-star game guys are not going to rough each other up out there yeah, great point, Pritch. And again, you know, what was intriguing to me is kind of the betting action in that game because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm of the uh, kind of the proponent of, hey, like these all-star games, they can be really erratic. They're not playing to win. You know, probably don't bet them just, just because it's such a crapshoot here on what the outcome may be. But if you look at kind of the way this thing lined up, it actually both sharp moves came through for you. Uh, and again, it's hard to bet these games because there's nothing on the line. We actually had that game open NFC as a one-point favorite and ended up flipping to AFC as a two-point favorite. The AFC covers the number. And then, Pritch, there's something intriguing, too, to that over. You know, it opened around 61 and a half high total in general. There's been rule changes that have kind of, uh, it used to be just, you know, death taxes and bet the Pro Bowl over. Rule changes have kind of flipped things up a bit, but that total open 61 and a half, got all the way up to 64 and a half, ends up sailing over. So I'm like, hey, don't bet the Pro Bowl. It's a crapshoot. And then, lo and behold, both line moves to the AFC and the, and the over come through for yeah, you. Yeah, how about that? I mean, <laughs> I could never bet the Pro Bowl, uh, just knowing what uh, is, is, is involved with it. But, you know, some old school guys got mad at it. I think Deion Sanders has some good comments about the Pro Bowl. Shannon Sharp, uh, just ones that I noticed uh, on Twitter uh, thinking that that Pro Bowl was just not up to snuff. It, it shouldn't be played that way. And so get off my lawn, guys. We're out with the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that was funny to me to watch the get off my lawn, guys, uh, with the Pro Bowl at all-star situation. Let's get to some news and notes, though, from around the league, the National Football League, that could affect your bet. And something that we've been highlighting, uh, I think, on this show, we're going to continue to do that, the influences of people 
or or players or coaches for even. Uh, so when you think about Peyton Manning, think about Mike Shanahan, the influences are running rampant throughout the National Football League, and I think we could show and highlight some edges as we move this uh, discussion forward, Josh. Uh, but Texans, defensive coordinator Lovey Smith is emerging as the head coach, uh, I believe, with the Houston Texans. Uh, John McClain, who's been on the program before, is going with uh, a report that suggests that Lovey Smith is going to be the next head coach down there with Houston. What do you think? Yeah, and you're seeing Schefter kind of confirm this, Pritch. So Lovey Smith, he was actually their associate head coach from last year. So there is some uh, familiarity here. I, I think this is, you know, a good thing in terms of the Rooney rule and, you know, getting more diversity here in the NFL, Pritch. My one kind of surprise here is just the fact that, you know, Casario had that Patriot connection out there. You know, you still had Brian Flores, although did he hurt his chances by doing the courageous thing and, you know, helping out people, you know, after him. Maybe that was the reason why it wasn't there. But I was just kind of surprised. You know, Lovey Smith was kind of a guy you knew you had familiarity with. But really, again, with, with Casario, you had your pick of the litter, at least early on, from a bunch of different coaches. You end up going with the guy who was in-house. So that was kind of a bit of a surprise to me, Pritch. What do you think, Smith? Are they trying to go defense here? You know, is that kind of the angle? You're going to have a high pick. You know, do you get Hutchinson or Thibodeau? Maybe that's kind of the thinking here as you rebuild with Houston. Well, I'm thinking about the draft picks for Houston and, and what they can do. I mean, uh, obviously, the low-hanging fruit is trading Deshaun Watson. You're going to get some cap relief. Uh, Tunsil is another player that you could perhaps trade to get some more uh, cap relief, but then also uh, acquire draft picks. I mean, this is a franchise that needs draft picks in the worst way, Josh. Uh, you know, Lovey Smith as a defensive coordinator, or, you know, he's been a head coach in this league before, uh, as we all know. But, uh, you know, th this franchise is, is, is so out of sync. I mean, to say they're dysfunctional, uh, I, I'm not, that's not strong enough. To be honest with you, with this franchise, I mean, this is a, this is a tough job for Lovey Smith. It really is a tough job, and maybe that's kind of why they're leaning on him. A veteran guy who's been in the league, has been in college as well. So, you know, kind of when you're a young roster, you're, you have, again, you gave up your picks. Don't even get Bill O'Brien started. You know, I know a lot of fans in, with Houston there are upset that he kind of mortgaged their future there with those trades. But again, are you kind of trying to connect that college game to the program? The, to the program because you do have Lovey Smith, who's done both. So with these draft picks, trying to rebuild, maybe it's more of hey, like you know, we kind of feel like maybe Davis Mills could be you know a long-term solution here. But let's build in the draft. Let's look toward defense. I've even seen some mock drafts, Pritch, that uh, you know there could be uh, Kyle Hamilton, that safety from Notre Dame, maybe starting over, almost like a Devin McCourty type pick, which you saw Casario do, you know, in his early days with New England there. Uh, but it's interesting to see which direction they're going. But I'll admit, Pritch. I was surprised. Uh, really, a lot of these boards that we had prop bets on, mm -hmm. really, Lovey Smith was really not listed, didn't have a lot of bets or dollars, kind of came as a surprise to me. Yeah, keep in mind, too, that the NFC will have the extra game next year, the extra home game. The AFC had the extra home game this year. So uh, think about this, too, as we move this discussion forward with these coaches. Uh, that division, AFC South, two new head coaches, when you factor in Houston and Jacksonville, uh, Peterson, what type of job is he going to do with Jacksonville and that quarterback? And uh, what type of job is Lovey Smith going to do uh, with the quarterback situation and the team situation. Uh, so just information to build your, your um, uh, material that you want to study going into the offseason, getting ready for the next season. Uh, keep this in mind, too, when you think about this next head coach, uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, hired as a Dolphins head coach. It continues the Shanahan tree uh, and the influence of the Shanahan offense and what teams want to do. There's, there's so many teams that's running this offense, Josh. I think that's going to be an edge for us as betters to kind of understand what everybody else is doing because they're, they're doing the same thing. You talk about a copycat league. Uh, this epitomizes that to me. 
It really does. And you kind of look at kind of the progression of McDaniel. Congrats to him. I think one thing that stands out to me, Pritch, is he's not that, you know, hard, uh, that hard O kind of like, you know, oh, we're going to run the ball. Like he's kind of funny. He makes a, makes fun of himself. He's kind of goofy. You know, we call him, <laughs> I at least uh, want to call him squints there from the sandlot. But uh, you look at kind of his history. He was a wide receiver at Yale. He was actually a ball boy in Denver for mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan back in the day. So again, the familiarity here in the branch of Shanahan, the, the elder Shanahan, his branch for, for, um, for coaches here starting to look pretty good. Obviously, his son, but then McVay, LaFleur, now McDaniel. You're starting to see this in the NFL with, you know, the Dolphins with Tua. Again, is Tua the guy or is he now? We've been going through this year after year, bringing an offensive-minded guy maybe to get the best out of him. To me, this is a hire of, you know, all these, the kind of the new trend, the hot flavor of the week in the NFL pitch is like, let's get our, our mid-30s, early-30s coach who can kind of be that next, you know, offensive guru, obviously schooled in the, the, the school of Shanahan here. So I think it's kind of a good hire. I'm kind of optimistic about this guy, and I love the fact when you don't take yourself too seriously, Pritch, these news conferences should be pretty fun down in Miami with McDaniel. Well, fun is one thing. You better win. Yeah, you, you can't be fun, <laughs> not for long, as they say in the National Football League. I mean, the New York Jets, they have Robert Sala. I mean, Shanahan, uh, San Francisco's 49ers staff. And then Mike McDaniel, San, San, San Francisco's staff uh, down there in Miami. Uh, New England still has Belichick. New offensive coordinator coming in there. And then Buffalo is going to have a new offensive coordinator as well. I mean, that division alone right there, so many changes for betters to think about in offseason. Yeah, and again, Pritch, you know, one thing we look at when we're looking to a new season is, you know, bet against rookie coaches, bet against rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Remember, we started this year, I think it was 10-1 and one ATS betting against these rookie quarterbacks. The only winner early on was Mac Jones, who played Wilson. Uh, and again, betting against rookie coaches. You even see, you know, even like Staley, a guy who everyone's really hot on and maybe was a little bit over his skis this year with his analytics taking a bit too far. There is a struggle. There is kind of a, hey, you know, I was just called on to do offense or defense. Now I'm running the whole show. So I think moving forward, you know, there could be kind of a, a learning curve there early where maybe betting against these rookie coaches, as a lot of wise guys like to do, could pay off. Okay, and now uh, news uh, on Eric Bieniemy, Some movement perhaps with the New Orleans Saints. Josh, we talked about Eric Bieniemy last week a little bit. Uh, he had a lengthy interview uh, with the Saints that looks like it's promising for Eric uh, to get the job down there. We'll wait and see on that. Uh, but here you go again, though, and uh, a first-time head coach, though, but the influences of that zone or, or West Coast offense, if you will, uh, from Eric Bieniemy, he will bring that to the NFC South, which would be intriguing to me, though. Yeah, and again, this is a guy that I think is long overdue for head coaching opportunity. We've talked about it quite a bit. You have uh, great familiarity here as a former teammate, Pritch, but a guy who, again, has played the game, has coached the game, has been able to work under Andy Reid, obviously, work with a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. So I think this kind of makes a ton of sense, especially if you're offensive-minded and the advantage there when you go down to New Orleans, Pritch, uh, is really kind of that dome and being loud and being fast on offense and getting up big. To me, I'm now wondering if you go with the enemy, mm-hmm. what do you do with your first pick there? Right. I think, what is it, like, uh, you know, around like 20 or something like that. Do you go for, uh, you know, like, um, uh, who is it, Matt Corral? Do you look at Kenny Pickett in that spot? To me, if I'm going to take in Bienemy, I want to link Bienemy with maybe a young rookie quarterback to, that he can mold and get the best out of. So, uh, Pritch, what do you think? Is Bienemy the favorite? I don't, I don't have a prop uh, number in front of me, but it sounds like it could be trending in that direction. Well, I think it is trending in that direction. I would look for that to happen. Hopefully, I mean certainly, but uh, I, I find it highly intriguing though that NFC South. Josh, who's the quarterback? I mean, Brady's <laughs> gone. Uh, New Orleans without a quarterback, a franchise. I'm talking about franchise quarterback. Matt Ryan. 
Uh, he's no longer a franchise quarterback. And then Carolina, what are they going to do with the quarterback situations? That entire division, uh, Josh, uh, it just gets fascinating as betters as we look forward to the next season, what's going on in the National Football League right now. But we'll keep you informed and we'll give you a lot of information to help you out help you become a better better with the National Football League. That's for sure. Uh, VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up and get our free big game betting guide. The digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch and tips from all of our experts. Visit VSIN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year coming up next on the program though we got props they have dropped josh we did a lot of homework over the weekend let's give it over our props coming up next right here on ESEN, the sports betting network right around the corner and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and you're going to love the fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And so, Josh, it's our time for our props. Uh, props that we might have highlighted uh, as I studied them all weekend, really. Actually, all Sunday as the Pro Bowl was on. Um, but uh, maybe are your five favorite uh, Super Bowl props, not necessarily ones you bet already, but just your favorite props uh, that you want to uh, highlight here on this segment. Yes, we've had some time to digest this, Pritch. Remember, Thursday was kind of Propapalooza, where all these props first get dropped. We talked how, about how important it is that those first props that get hit, pay attention to those, because those are the wise guys who are waiting in line, ready to roll as soon as they drop, which tells me that they're confident, that they have a good edge. They feel like they have a good number. So I always like that early movement. But we've had a few days now, Pritch, and I've come to a handful here that really caught my eye. This is the one that I bet first that I really, really like. Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals here. It's minus 145 juice at BetMGM. You can shop around. You may be able to find a better number. But my play on McPherson is a couple things. Number one, this fifth round pick out of Florida has been fantastic in the playoffs. He's 12 of 12 with his field goals this postseason. He was four of four against Kansas City, four of four against Tennessee, and four and four, uh, four of four against Vegas. He's added in some extra points on uh, some touchdowns as well. You actually heard Jay Feely, the former kicker, you know, raving about this kid having ice in his veins and uh, just being calm out there. And the way he carries himself, it shows me that he's a confident player. Maybe the stage, it's a big stage, but uh, again, I like the way he handles himself. But really, He's been 12 for 12. I don't want to jinx him here, Pritch, but a couple things going on. I like the way that he's playing. I also like the fact that the total is falling in this game. Remember, open around 50. It's down to around 48 and a half. That tells me that when you get to the red zone, are there going to be some situations where, you know, instead of seven points, we get three. Uh, and of course, we have seen the way that Taylor coaches, you know, he'll take the three points. He may not outsmart himself too much or go for it and be too bold on fourth down. So as a lower scoring game, maybe more field goals and touchdowns. The game is played indoors in a dome. Perfect conditions here. 
So you add it all up, Pritch. I love what I'm seeing out of McPherson. Okay. Uh, there are early comparisons to Adam Vinatieri. That's a little early here to make those comparisons. <laughs> yeah, he's a but rookie. <laughs> I think he, he's a rookie. He's got to make a snowball kick, and he's got to win a Super Bowl at the buzzer here. But I really like that over one and a half field goals, Pritch. Shop around. I think we easily get two or more. All right. I mean, leaning on the kickers, huh? Already. <laughs> I mean, he is a rookie. No, he's phenomenal. I had a great year. Uh, highly confident player, too. And he has that swagger. So, you know, the opportunity could be there, too. I mean, you think about Super Bowl and how valuable points are for every possession because from a coaching standpoint or even a player standpoint, you're going to be – that's going to be conveyed to you how precious the possessions are going to be. We cannot turn the ball over. We have to execute. Uh, we have to make sure we can flip the field if we can uh, with each possession offensively. So any type of scoring situation, I could see uh, the kicker going out there and being involved in this game. Yeah, if this game was, you know, outdoors, like last year at mm -hmm. Raymond James, maybe it's windy or rainy. Like, I just like the fact that it's in a dome, perfect conditions, kickers playing great, uh, and we are seeing the total fall. So, again, yeah. maybe more field goals and touchdowns here. But just a couple more pitches that caught my eye. Uh, you really turned me on to Joe Mixon. I really uh, was really impressed with what I saw out of him mm -hmm. in that Kansas City game, helping them win 27-24 in overtime. But I got a couple of Mixon props here. I'm going to go anytime touchdown at minus 140. Again, you know, we look at these prop bets, and oftentimes the public will say, give me plus money, uh, give me yeses. But in reality, a lot of, you know, wise guys tend to lean on minus numbers. They're not afraid to lay a 140 to win 100 here. So I know Mixon's only gotten into the end zone one time in the playoffs, but I think the way this game uh, may, may transpire, maybe kind of a more possession-based game, maybe a, you know, first and goal at the three, and he pounds it in, that sort of thing. We've also seen him in the passing game, you know, do pretty well in general. I really like his rush attempts as well, over 16 and a half. It's juiced up pretty good, minus 125. Yeah. So they're really making you pay a higher price there. You look at his attempts against Kansas City, 21. He had 14 against Tennessee, 17 against uh, Vegas there. So it would have gone over in two of those three spots. But I kind of, from watching Taylor in the playoffs, and he's so committed to the running game, Pritch. I think over 16 and a half is a, is a worthwhile number here because, you know, we made fun of him, or at least I did, saying, hey, why are you running the ball every time on first down? You're only getting a yard. It's not getting anywhere. But that gives you a little more faith that he's going to stick to his game plan and continue to feed the ball there to Mixon. So I'm on his over 16 and a half. OBJ, receiving yards. Pritch is another one that I'm kind of tailing you on. He's been really a go-to guy yes, here. He has. His numbers have gotten yeah better and better each game in the playoffs. And I think if you're Taylor, you know, are you going to do the best to, to stop Cooper Cup? Yeah, maybe you devote more attention to him. That could leave OBJ, who's playing great, who's really got this rapport with Stafford, to go over 64 and a half. Again, juiced up. I like that. And then last one for me, Pritch. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback? I have I, I bet yes here, minus 165. I just think the stakes are so high. We tend to see these Super Bowls when they first start. There's a feeling out process. Now, maybe the kick return will be overzealous and run it out, but I think this thing gets boomed way in a dome, out over, you know, the goalpost there, start off at the 25. I got a yes here that the first play will be a touchback. Okay, that becomes interesting to me, that last one, opening kickoff for a touchback, because, again, uh, you don't get too many moments as a kickoff returner. <laughs> Uh, and here's your uh, one shining moment. Here you go, Josh, right? A kickoff returner. I don't care if it's five, eight yards deep in the end zone. I'm returning this guy. Uh, so uh, now I, I think uh, on, on the side of discipline, you don't want to put your team uh, in a bad situation. You know, if you get the ball at the 25-yard line, okay, go ahead and have that touchback. But that, I'm going to be watching that one intently now that I know that you are on that prop there. 
Yeah, and again, my thought process is, hey, you know, you have all these nerves, and I am worried about the overzealous returner person. Maybe I should do some research and, you know, look at our look at our Bengals and Rams guys who typically return and percentage-based, you know, plays that they, uh, you know, return it or it gets out of the end zone. But again, in a dome, theoretically, the line's going to, or the ball's going to travel further here. Uh, you're going to get juiced up that, you know, punt, whoever's going to have the kickoff there, you know, McPherson or Gay, probably going to try to just crush it as, as far as they can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, not being afraid of minus numbers. That's kind of... One big takeaway that if you're listening to our show or you're betting these props, I know everyone wants to get the yeses. You know, psychologically in your head, you want to root for something in an affirmative direction. You also want to cash a big plus money. But don't be afraid to bet no's. Don't be afraid to bet minus numbers. Uh, I know we all want to turn a little bit into a lot, Pritch, but oftentimes there's a reason why it's juiced up. And to me, it's because it's more likely to happen. Okay, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. Uh, On the Bengals' side, there's no kickoff returner listed. So I'm thinking it's one of the premier players out there either a wide receiver or a running back, right? Um, on the Rams side, it's Skronik. Remember him? He dropped a touchdown pass uh, against the 49ers. Uh, yep, that uh, wide receiver. Yeah, right? he yeah. dropped a touchdown pass against the 49ers, right? And so that was his one shining moment. Now if he gets a kickoff return, Josh, if he gets a chance yeah. to redeem himself, <laughs> because you know he's thinking about that touchdown pass he dropped. Yeah, and again, that's what you're worried about. Somebody just, you know, <laughs> overskating their skis here and getting too overzealous. Right. But you also think too, Pritch, like, you know, the way these coaches, and again, you look at the Super Bowl quite a bit. And, you know, one prop bet that I know a lot of wise guys like is, you know, will there be a score in the first five minutes? And typically people bet no on that one because it's such a big game. You've waited your whole life. There's a two-week buildup. You're kind of conservative to start. It's a feeling out process. It's a, hey, let's just kind of, you know, run the ball a few times, get our nerves uh, in check a little bit here. So that's kind of my thought process. Uh, and again, hopefully, uh, you know, if it's McVay or, or Taylor, they say, hey, like, let it go. Let's start at the 25. Don't get tackled at the 10 and lose mm-hmm. us, you know, in a game where field position is really important, critical here. Don't lose us a bunch of these yards just because you want to fly out of the end zone. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting too, Josh, because of uh, you wonder how these coaches are going to think about the game. Because, like I mentioned, possessions are going to be vital. Uh, so turnovers uh, are, are going to be instrumental. Uh, and so can you generate uh, a turnover on a special teams, whether it's, whether it's a punt or a kickoff return even? Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., any uh, uh, with the reception uh, yards prop that you have right there, Josh, uh, that one's interesting to me too, uh, minus 120, uh, because I've cashed two tickets on him uh, the last two weeks as, as the playoffs have marched on. This is the highest receiving yards prop that I've seen for Adele Beckham Jr. Yeah, that's really intriguing to me. And again, you know, kind of what you've seen out of him is he's gotten better each game. You know, first game against Arizona, he had four for 54. Didn't really need him that much. You blow out the Cardinals 34-11, which by the way, Pritch, there's something going on Twitter right now uh, with Kyler Murray that he unfollowed. Don't you love living in the year 2022 with millennials, you know, (laughs) running everything now? He's unfollowed the Cardinals on everything on his Instagram and taken away any reference to the Cardinals. So uh, there's rumors flying. What's Kyler Murray up to there? But uh, again, whole other story. Uh, But Tampa Bay, uh, OBJ, had six mm-hmm. for 80 uh six for 69 then he had a huge game which you cashed your prop pritch uh nine for 113 against san fran so i like a player who's kind of trending in the right direction uh who's getting more acclimated to his quarterback here and again with cooper cup getting a lot of attention 
OBJ down the middle in the slot, kind of those little like curls or, or in cuts. Right. To me, he could really feast here. That, that's what I'm looking at going over that number. Certainly as a single side receiver too. Like he'll be one-on-one or he just has to deal with his safety. And, and I think Matthew Stafford would be highly comfortable throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. if indeed he's one-on-one out there on the field. Uh, we're going to get to my props that I uh, looked over. Now, I didn't make decisions. You made decisions. These You already bet these props, correct? Yeah, Pritch, you know when you're in school? Yeah, I bet these. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, was I supposed to just tell you my favorite props or the ones that I actually bet? So <laughs> well, I, might, I might have flunked the assignment, but a good conversation. No, you're fine because I haven't decided on my props, but I want you to help me decide. So I'm going to talk Perfect. it through with you. Uh, so I got five that I've highlighted. So we'll get to those after this break right here on Descent, the Sports Betting Network. segment of betting across America is brought to you by Zen nicotine pouches fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes dip or vape no more smelling like an ashtray no more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with Zen nicotine pouches are smoke free spit free and available in 10 varieties like spearmint winter green citrus and many more each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you Zen which is America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, here's my uh, playbook um, when it comes to the props. Favorite Super Bowl props. I haven't bet on these, but I, I need your help obviously. So uh, this total is at 48 and a half, but a lot of people have the opinion that it could rise this week. Yeah. And again, that's something that we got to look out for. We've done a lot of conversation about, you know, again, head fakes. And again, a head fake is basically in betting when you have wise guys who bet one thing early, it's not the side that they want. Mm-hmm. They're actually betting it to move it so they can come back later at a higher limit and get more down on the, on the side that they truly like. So for example, like do they really like the the Rams early? It looks like they did. They hit a minus three and a half to four and a half. But was that a head fake so that they can get a you know a better number on the four and a half here with the Bengals? Same thing with the total, as you mentioned. You know, fifty-ish down to forty-eight and a half. Do they truly like the under? Now we have seen unders three and zero the last three years. Uh, Super Bowl unders when the total is forty-eight or higher are eight and two uh, since that Patriots Super Bowl with the Tyree catch. But did they do that to bring it down a little bit to get a better number on the over and go over 48 and a half? So we're kind of in this, you know, again, true move versus versus head fake type mm-hmm. situation. You know, to me, it's very hard to, to diagnose. But Gamble and Lou did say if this thing gets down to 48, he was looking to go over. To me, I don't like directly going up against sharp line moves like that. But with, you know, what do we have? Six days left. We'll see if there's any buyback that goes the other way. Well, it gets interesting because I was just shopping around and I saw the Rams first half team total uh, was 13. The Bengals. Uh, first half team total was 10 and a half. Now on the Bengals, then that's where my decision is going to go. Uh, as we take a look at my playbook, the uh, over 10 and a half plus 110, uh, the under minus 130. So I, I'm trying to 
formulate my thoughts here when 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 you're thinking about this game perhaps going over the overall total like are we looking at slow starts here which everybody's talking about and then we want to know what happens when everybody's talking about the same thing <laughs> all right but I keep going back to the fact that we have two teams that are identical then also two teams that got hot down the stretch uh, both teams are flawed we get it both teams are four seats uh, so I, I'm expecting a, a quicker start than most uh, with this football game. So you said one thing that's very important, Pritch, is kind of something that I believe in fully. When everyone's talking about something, you typically want to be on the other side because when the when the masses, when the crowd, when the herd mentality takes place in the biggest herd mentality game of the year, you want to kind of be on the other side of it. So, you know, let's look at what basically uh, the Bengals have done so far this postseason. Mm -hmm. They put 20 up in the first half against the Raiders. Now, that's different. They're at home, right. you know, probably a, a worse defense, obviously, but they were up 20 to 13. They scored 20. So you would have gone over that number. But the last two, they're up nine to six against Tennessee. So mm -hmm. you would have gone under the 10 and a half. Then they were down 21 to 10 against the Chiefs. You would have, you know, cashed by the skin of your teeth, the under 10 and a half there. Now, the odds makers are juicing up the under at minus 130. So some liability there in general. We do know that uh, with the Bengals, they're more kind of a second half team making some adjustments and turning it on late. You know, again, which could provide a really good live line opportunity. Maybe if they get down 10 nothing early and you're getting a better number on the live line. I'll lean under Pritch, okay. but I definitely don't fault anyone looking over. It's just to me based on, again, and I don't love that the herd mentality is taking over this narrative, but slow starts, uh, a second half team, a total that's dropping now and the juice is on the under. Last two games they went under this number. I'll go under, but I'm not going to say this is my, my most confident bet by far. All right, that's interesting right there too. Um, uh, you know, the Rams 13 uh, with their first half team total. Okay, let's, next category, interceptions thrown uh, in the first quarter. Now, the yes is plus 240, the no minus 280. Uh, <laughs> this is interesting to me because we saw, like you mentioned, the, the playoffs, right? Uh, Tennessee game uh, uh, comes to mind uh, for the Bengals here. But uh, with these two quarterbacks on this stage, Matthew Stafford never been really in this kind of situation. Joe Burrow, I guess you can use the national championship a little bit. But this stage alone, uh, these two teams are going to have to throw the football. Josh, it's the first quarter. Uh, maybe nerves could come into play if you want to look at the yes. I, that's what I was looking at, but uh, I'm not so certain on that right now. Yeah, so I think, you know, the distinction here is first quarter. Like, you know, if this were these were the odds, and obviously they'd be different here, but for the full game for an interception, yeah, we're probably going to get one of them here. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you look at just first quarter, again, I'll lean no. The, these aren't sexy answers. No one wants to lay a minus yeah. 280. But I lean on these minus numbers, and kind of my thought process here would be uh, when you come out, everything's scripted, Pritch, and, and maybe you can speak more to this, but, you know, you're going to have your first 10 plays scripted, your first 15 plays scripted. You're probably going to be really conservative. I don't know how many chances you're going to want to take in the first quarter in this feeling out process. So do you run the ball a little bit more to kind of take the nerves away? If you're going to make a, a passing play, is it scripted and like an easy, like, you know, little in cut, something like that? I'll lean on no, but again, I mean, we've seen Tom Brady, what he took that safety against the Giants at second Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Pritch, what was it? Like in the first quarter, like when the game first started. So that happens, mm -hmm. you know, again, it's somewhat rare. Um, or was it the Philly game? I forget which one Brady screwed that up. But um, to me, Pritch, I would go no minus 280. Uh, just thinking that, hey, first quarter, they're going to be super conservative and not try to take a lot of risks. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Team with the most first downs. Uh, I'm siding with the Bengals. They're plus 150. Uh, the Rams are minus 150. Uh, and, and it could, so what you were just saying, like if this game does have that ebb and flow uh, and the Bengals are the cardiac kids and they have to come back from behind once again, 
they're going to generate more first downs, I believe, right? I mean, you think about the Rams controlling the game, but say they do control it. Say they have the first half lead. And, okay, Bengals maybe uh, uh, mount to come back in the second half. Those first downs can accumulate. So plus 150 right there for the Bengals. Yeah, so I actually kind of lean on the plus money here, Pritch. I know I'm kind of going back and forth here. I think you take, you know, kind of the minus numbers in general, but you take each game or each prop bet individually. But that kind of makes sense to me. Like when you kind of watch the Rams, like they have the big play potential. Cooper Cup on a big, uh, you know, a big pass player or Mm -hmm. Odell or maybe Akers runs one off. Uh, I feel like to me, the Bengals, just having watched them play, are more much more methodical, like continuing to run the ball, you know, uh, continuing to generate first downs, Burrow maybe running for a first down. I think we should maybe spend the next couple of days looking at some Burrow rush props because he showed you a lot in the last couple of days when it's, you know, third and six and you need to make a play, he can run there and get you the first down. So uh, I think it's, you know, we think of first downs like, you know, who's the better offense, but it's more of, you know, who's the more big play. Uh, obviously you do have chase here, but I just feel like the way Taylor coaches, he's really, you know, leaning maybe less on big plays and more on, uh, again, methodical down the field, getting more first downs, long drive. So that's a plus money number that I would lean with the uh, Bengals plus 150, Pritch. All right, then the next one, Odell Beckham Jr., anytime touchdown. The book I was at, Josh, the yes is plus 125, the no minus 145. So he's only got one touchdown this postseason, Pritch. He had a touchdown there against Arizona. Uh, hasn't had one in the last two games. But this is something that, again, I'll, I'll lean the no, minus 145, okay. especially with the total falling here. But that's really not a huge number. Like, you look at the first quarter interception, we're in the 200s. This is 145, 125. So it's more of a coin flip type situation with a slight lean there to the no. But what what are you expecting out of OBJ Pritch? I know you've been catching these prop bets. So whatever you say with this one, I'll tell you on this one. Well, I tell you what, last year uh, during the betcast, I was live on air with Gil and Matt and everybody doing the betcast and Will and West and uh, I mentioned to them during the betcast that Gronk has been more vocal about being involved in the red zone. Uh, and the next play was a touchdown to Gronk. So um, <laughs> if, when you get intel like that, Josh, I kind of go with that. So I'm looking for any signs. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., I can only imagine uh, Odell Beckham Jr. lobbying uh, for a touchdown or more involvement in the red zone, especially if he's one-on-one uh, in that situation. Yeah, and again, you know, I always look at, like, the tight ends, too. Like, Higby, will he be okay? It looks like he should be able to go. Even Blanton, kind of that backup tight end, he could be a target as well. Sony Michelle, I know it's probably people who are looking at some of these acres props. What if he kind of poaches, uh, you know, a touchdown there at the one-yard line, makes everyone's head explode? So, mm. yeah, I love the way he's playing. To me, I'll lean more on his, you know, receptions and yards than I would touchdowns. It's okay. just the, the, the just it's so tight down there at the end zone, Pritch, that, you know, you get maybe your one fade and you got to make it happen. OBJ could definitely do that. Only no, but again, this isn't, uh, you know, kind of a minus a thousand number. This is more of a coin flip. All right. I'm leaning contrarian to you right there, Josh. <laughs> uh, okay. Jo- uh, Joe Mixon receptions, three and a half. Uh, the over minus 110, under minus 110. So I, I think the Bengals are going to have to throw it to run it. Like the Bengals cannot just play smash mouth football with the Rams. The Rams have increased their violence at the line of scrimmage. So I think the first down throws or early down throws are going to have to be implemented here. Uh, And that means Joe Mixon being involved in the passing game over three and a half uh, receptions or under minus 110 both sides there, Josh. This is a really sharp number, Pritch. I mean, it's minus 110 both sides. There's no kind of pull the curtain back and, you know, Mm -hmm. the unders juiced up or the overs juiced up. So probably kind of a perfect number. He had three catches against Kansas City. He had six catches against Tennessee. 
He had four catches there against Vegas. So he's gone over this number in two of three playoff games. I'll lean over, Pritch, especially when you got those bookends coming rushing at you. Maybe some dump offs, some screens. I'll lean over. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to fake chip and then release uh, for a screen or release for a pass there right there uh, for Mixon. Uh, nice job with helping me out on some decisions. Contrarian uh, with Josh Applebaum. Come up next, though. We're going to get to the association. That's next. with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn M-Life rewards that can be redeemed for hotel rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So the NBA, Josh, a lot could happen between now and the trade deadline. Maybe, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, but let's start with these games. Uh, the big one in the NBA, the Association, Phoenix and Chicago. We know how great Phoenix is right now. I mean, the Suns. They are phenomenal. Really good on the road, too. 20 and 5 on the road this year. Uh, and Chicago. Chicago, but but I'm going to have to throw that out there because uh, Levine is uh, questionable on this one. But they do have firepower. They have the ability uh, to score as well. How do you see this one? The Suns laying 8, 227 and a half the total. Yeah, so Pritch, all things being equal, I mean, it feels like the, the number is kind of high, and that's kind of maybe what the public is thinking here. You're kind of 50-50 down the middle. Uh, but again, when a number's high, it's kind of high for a reason, so don't fall in the trap of, hey, just on the surface, it looks too big. Just take the bulls and the points here. A couple things, though. Uh, if you look at the injury report, and you mentioned it, Pritch, this is another game where, to me, we can't bet it until we figure out what's up with Zach Levine. You also have other injuries here. Kobe White, you know, another point guard for them that's important. Mm -hmm. I think he's another guy who's questionable for tonight. You've been missing Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Patrick. Uh, Williams could actually be coming back here, but Derek Jones has been out as well. So this team is really banged up. Uh, I'd love to see what they're going to look like when they're at full strength, Pritch, because this is a team that I think could make some noise mm -hmm. here in the playoffs. Now, in terms of the line movement, a lot of money here on the Suns. You know, it opened at uh, Suns only laying about minus six on the road. It's now up to minus eight. The Sun team, Suns team has been great. Uh, ATS on the road, 16 and nine against the spread. They're 42 and 10 overall. Uh, you do have a slight rest advantage. They last played the fifth versus the sixth here for the Bulls. So I'll lean the Suns laying the points just because it feels like it's too high. Therefore, it's high for a reason, Pritch. But again, you know, this is one of those plays where you bet the Suns minus eight, Levine's out. It goes up to minus nine, minus 10, but you bet him minus eight now and Levine's in and it falls to six. So uh, as a now I'll lean Suns, but really can't do anything until we get the full injury report. Well, absolutely. I mean, certainly pay attention to the injury report, but looking at the Suns and how they've been playing, I mean, they can score from wherever, Josh. And if Booker gets hot too, uh, watch out, right? I, I mean, uh, their defense uh, has stepped up this year. I think it's that championship caliber now. 
Uh, and then the depth is incredible, too, with this Suns team. Maybe a little early. I was there a little early with the Suns last year, even though they made the finals, though. Uh, but you're looking at how complete this team is, more experienced as well. And, and then the Bulls trying to guard the three-point line, uh, if they can. Uh, but spacing, I think, could be an issue. I'm making a case for myself, Josh, to back the Suns lane eight. <laughs> Yeah, and again, Pritch, you could you may get a good number or you may feel like you're not getting the worst of it. But if again, if Levine's out, that thing's gonna climb even higher. Yeah. The more I look at it, maybe an underplay Pritch, you know, it opened two twenty-nine, a pretty high total. We have seen the Bulls do pretty well to the over so far this season, but it did fall two twenty-nine down to around two twenty-seven and a half. Is that an indication that Levine may not play? I mean, if you think about the line movement, it's going to the Suns and the total's falling. So it kind of tells you, again, we don't have any confirmation here, but if Levine is out, that's theoretically the way, the uh, kind of the direction it would go. And you look at the Suns, you know, they play great defense. They're 28 and 24 to the under. They've gone to the under, um, kind of looking at recent performance here. I think they're to the under, yeah, for their last five on the road. It's kind of tough, Pritch, when you get these high totals. We feel like it's going to be a 120 to 115 game. But once you get to the fourth, any slip up here where you go ice cold for a couple minutes, mm -hmm. that could kind of tank your over. So I'd, I'd lean under here, again, kind of thinking that the move to the Suns and the under is maybe because Levine won't play. Okay, road favorite right there. Let's look at a home favorite, Utah, uh, taking on the Knicks. Uh, like I said before, anything and everything can happen. A trade deadline rapidly approaching. So Utah's laying eight at home, Josh, 218 and a half uh, is a total on this game. Uh, we know the story with the Knicks cannot score offensively, uh, and Utah certainly can light it up. Yeah, and Utah also getting Donovan Mitchell back. That's mm -hmm. huge for them, they, who they missed terribly, really. Uh, and a tough injury to Ingles, too, a guy who can shoot the three, really space the floor. He's going to be out for the year. But I would lean Jazz here a little bit, Pritch. You know, some books did open minus seven, seven and a half. You saw this get up to eight and a half at one point. There's a little buyback. It's back down to eight. Uh, but in this spot here, I think you're really banking on, again, rest advantage. Jazz have uh, last played the fourth versus the Knicks on the fifth. Uh, Knicks have kind of been uh, in a tough spell recently. They've lost five of their last six. Jazz are playing better with their guys coming back. And really, when you're betting kind of a favorite to cover a number, it's funny, Pritch. Like, if we're on a dog in, like, a football game, we want a dog who can score and keep it close. In the NBA, you want a favorite who can also score. So it's kind of reversed there a little bit. But the offense of the Jazz, you know, averaging almost 115 a game, only, like, 103 a game for the Knicks here. I don't know if the Knicks have the firepower to keep up. And I would look toward uh, leaning toward the Jazz here, laying the points. Altitude and firepower. I mean, the Knicks, what are they, 27th <laughs> in the league, I think, uh, scoring-wise. But uh, even defensively, it just seems like it's starting to fall apart uh, with Thibodeau and, and the Knicks right now. Really? Yeah, you're totally right. And again, this is a team that, you know, at one point looked like they were going to overlap my Celtics. And, you know, you had Thibodeau playing, you know, coaching this team and uh, kind of what they were getting out of, um, you know, Randall and a bunch of these guys and the moves that they've made, bringing in Fournier. They made a curious trade, you know, Knox for uh, who was it? The um, uh, what's his name? He played for Duke there with Atlanta. They made a move. But uh, maybe it's like Thibodeau. The thing about Thibodeau Pritch, I saw it in Boston. He's a hard-nosed guy, so mm -hmm. does he wear out his welcome there after a little, little bit? Maybe the Knicks are starting to tune him out, and that's why they're kind of struggling. All right, let's get to college basketball. Big game, uh, Kansas and Texas is intriguing to me, though, because KU uh, finding other options to score uh, outside uh, of that brilliant guard that they have, uh, Baji. Uh, McCormick can score, we know that, uh, certainly, but their defense, the last two games, Josh, I, I was impressed by that defensive effort, uh, but KU and then Texas – uh, can Chris Beard get this thing started, help them get to a tournament appearance, perhaps? Uh, looking at Texas right now, they're catching a point and a half, uh, 132 at home. Uh, 132 is the total. 
Yeah, and Pritch, so this is your most heavily bet game of the night. Obviously, 9 o'clock game, going to have the most public attention in general. Now, the hazmat play would be Texas in the points because you had this game open at Texas, you know, laying a point, laying a point and a half. But we've seen really, even though kind of maybe the value in the hazmat play is Longhorns, mm -hmm. sharp money seems to be leaning on Kansas. Now, they are getting a majority of bets at, across the market at BetMGM and DraftKings. So I think the public is just saying, hey, give me, you know, Kansas, who's played great as a higher ranked team. But I don't think they're alone. And I think it's really important to distinguish, like, you know, it's not always that pros are on team A and Joes are on team B. Like, there are situations where, you know, the public has their per preconceived notions about a game. But the wise guys don't care what the public's doing. Like, if they if they happen to be on the same side as the public, they're not going to lay off or bet the other way just to be stubborn. Like, they could care less what average Joes are doing. They're betting just because they feel like they have an edge. And that's kind of what we're seeing here. Majority of bets, but also heavy majority of money here on Kansas. Again, flipping dog to favorite, getting one, one and a half, now laying around one and a half. Uh, I'm going to money line Kansas in this spot, Pritch. Around minus 120. They have that dog to fave line move that I like. Um, one system that I, I like here, dialed it up here. Anytime you have two ranked teams, how do they you know, perform head to head? Two ranked teams going head to head. The favorite this year is 57% against the spread. So that would match with Kansas. They also have a, a lot of offensive advantages, averaging 80 points a game. Texas only 68. That's another thing. Will Texas score enough to keep pace with Kansas? Kansas shooting almost 50% from the field, 46% for Texas, and a rebounding advantage, 37 boards a game versus 34. So I don't fault anyone yep. putting on the hazmat with Texas bridge. Part of me really wants to do that as well. But based on the movement in that system match, I'm going to go Kansas here, see, see if they can get it done on the money line. All right, should be a good game. Uh, certainly going to be tuned in that one. Okay, Market Insights podcast each and every day. You give us uh, a breakdown of some plays that you're looking at. Great information uh, each and every day on your podcast. Josh, what do you have for us today? I appreciate it, Pritch. Well, hockey is back. So for those of us puckheads who like to sweat hockey every night, this is a good sign here. But uh, one game that I bet on, there's only two games today. It's kind of a slow, uh, you know, re-entry here for the NHL. Tomorrow is a big slate, seven games. But my one bet tonight is the Ottawa Senators. I like this line movement toward the Senators. They open kind of like a short minus 115, minus 110. Very short favorite here. They've been steamed up all the way to around minus 130. So big movement coming in favor of Ottawa. You look at these home favorites with a line move in their favor, they're 70% this year with about a 6% ROI. You also look at um, when both teams missed the playoffs last year, they're facing off tonight. Just take the favorite. Another kind of simple system there. That's 101 and 49, 67%, 13% ROI. Uh, Devils have their number one player out with COVID, Jack Hughes. They're still missing Dougie Hamilton. They're missing their uh, number one goalie. Ottawa's getting a little bit healthier. They should be getting Brown back tonight. Really, the uh, Devils have struggled. They've lost six straight. They've lost 10 to 12. They're five and fourteen on the road. They're eight and twenty-three as a dog. Give me the Senators at home, Pritch, minus one thirty to win the game. All right, I think you're going to become a Las Vegas Raider fan, Josh. Uh, reports <laughs> have it Raiders interested in Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator. There we go. So <laughs> they don't have to worry about if you're, uh, you know, second or what, first and ten at your two-yard line. We're not going to run the ball. Hey, we're going to play some special teams here. I mean, Joe Judge in Vegas, though. Gonna be, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Keep away from the slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them away from everything. Keep them locked behind all closed doors if you can. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if the, the Vegas Raiders are higher that guy. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Great job, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow. The Edge come up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 